Hey, welcome to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where today I'm going to be talking to a single dad. So the big question is this, how are parents like us, who don't have a manual, who are doing the best we can, who feel as though we aren't enough, how are we going to raise healthy, happy children who we are proud of and still keep our sanity in that process? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Ryan Roy, and welcome to I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, a podcast for parents who are being real with themselves. Hey, welcome back to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, and today, guys, I'm going to be talking to someone that I absolutely have no experience in this, but he has a lot of experiences. We're going to be talking to my friend Landon Prater, and he is a single dad. So, Landon, welcome to the show. Please say hello to the audience. So, what's going on, everybody? My name is Landon. Uh, I also do podcasts, and my podcast is called uh, Television Talented. I'm on all uh, platforms. I stream live on Facebook, and you know, today we come with another banger. That's what I say on my show about. Uh, being a single father. Yeah. So, you know, I met Landon, uh, you know, this podcast community is an interesting one. Uh, we're in a few different podcast groups on Facebook. And one day he said, Hey, if anybody needs a, 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 a interview or wants to interview and, ex- you know, we'll expose each other to each other's uh, audiences. And I just, and there was something else. So I, I went and checked you out. I said, man, this is, let, let me see what this guy has to say. Let me see what he's about. See if he's a fit for my podcast. And I found one of his Facebook lives that he pre-recorded, and he was talking about being a father versus being a dad. And I listened to this interview he did with, uh, you know, the guy he did this with, and I was like, wow, this really resonates with me because, as as a, you, you guys know my audience, you know I know Jack about parenting, and I always say that because what happens is as a parent, no matter how much we research or no matter how much we think we figured it out, these kids grow. And as they grow, they learn and we have to adapt to them and their growth. And and I'm telling you, uh, five out of seven days, I really do feel like I know Jack, no matter how many parents I talk to, no matter how much research I do, no matter how many proactive parenting books I read, there always seems to be a challenge. So when I listen to Landon, uh, talk about being a dad versus being a father. I was like, man, I need to reach out to this guy. I've been blessed and fortunate to be on a, a couple of his Facebook lives. He's listened or he's read my book, Be the Dad You Wish You Had, which you know, you guys know you could always get a copy at be the dad you wish you had.com forward slash free book. So, Landon, I'm excited to have you here. Uh, right before we got on, I said, let's talk about being a single dad because. You know, that's one of the challenges that uh, a lot of men face in today's world. And I just want to hear it from someone who's going through it. So tell us about, you know, how many kids you have and uh, just a little bit about your family life. All right, cool. So I have five kids and they hit from the ages of nine, six. I got twin girls. They want to be four this month and I have a one year old. And you know, being in my shoes, you know, as a single father, I have a lot of obstacles from, you know, financial issues, time management from five kids, trying to be at events and trying to make sure I'm doing enough to so I don't have three different women, you know, making my life more toxic than it already is. So 
you know, just to break down a little bit, you know, my oldest son, he's in he's in sports. And then my my daughter, who's six, that's my oldest daughter, she's in sports too. So I, I came across a situation that I can't be at two places at one time. So my son had a soccer game, and it was my daughter's first dance recital. So they both started an hour from each other. So I'm like, okay, let me see if I can manage my time right. One started at five, one started at six. But they was like 30 minutes from each other the opposite way. So I'm like, okay, if I did an hour there, then I'm late here. So, but it was like a meet and greet that when my daughter recited that she wanted me to be there to take pictures. And it was my son's last soccer game. So I'm like, okay, I've been to his first soccer game, so it's not going to affect him as much, which he said he understood. But the problem came in was from the mom. Oh, it was his last soccer game. He really wanted you there. He was down crying in the car. But then I'm, she's like, oh, but you, you put your other daughter before you put your son. So I'm in a tough situation. So I'm like, look, I had to pick my son up. I had to apologize to him. Like, hey, we could do anything. We could play soccer together. He was okay with that. But once again, the problem came with the mom. Oh, you think you just come over here, play soccer in the backyard, but you missed his game. He did good. He scored three goals. I'm like, I understand that, though. But if I miss my daughter first thing, then she will feel like, well, you was at his first soccer game where you couldn't be at my first dance recital. So dealing with that, got that whole situation, you know, figured, panned out, let this play itself out, whatever, over time. Then school starts. So, like, you know, uh, what I always do, I provide for my kids. So school starts. I got to buy five pairs of shoes. My son, he getting old. So his shoes, his feet about the same size as mine. So I'm <laughs> in the store, and he he's so materialistic now that he only won Jordans. So Jordans on my eye, cool. I'm like, 190 for some pair of Jordans? I'm like, no, nah, you can't get this. He's like, but this is what I really want. All my friends got them. So I, I got to the thing, like, so if all your friends jump off a bridge, are you going to jump off the bridge too? It's me and him in the store. He said, if it look fun enough, I will. So he's like, that's why I want them Jordans, because they seem like I'd be cool enough to have them to fit in my friends. So I'm like, I had to take a moment back, recalculate things. I'm like, all right, I want my son happy. But I'm like, okay, after he get these shoes, is he really going to be happy? No, nah, he really wasn't happy out the bottom of the shoes, because two weeks later, another pair of Jordans came out. He had to have those too. But uh, – it's to a point that being a single father, sometimes you got to rob Peter to pay Paul to take care of your kids. That when I had to buy all my kids new schools, uh, school clothes this year, that was 740 bucks. And the only money I had to cover it if I was, got behind on my rent. But if I didn't do it, then you got to figure. I got three women trying to put me on child support. You know, I have women slandering my name. Uh, I have women... They want to destroy things that I have. So it, it's a lot of things what comes with being a single father with multiple children with multiple women. So yeah. it, it, it's just like your day-to-day thing. It's not just you can just call your kids and say good morning to them because if they mad at you, you never want to get the message to your children. So I got a lady send a good morning text to the mother, hey, good morning. Then I'm saying, how's the kids doing? Check through her if she, if she want to tell me. Then I can proceed on making a phone call to do it. But if she's mad at me, I'm not going to respond back. I'm not going to be able to tell my kids good morning. But it's like if I move on in my life, they make my life more toxic and more hectic. But if I just stay stuck in my life, then they were like, oh, you just need to move on. So it's a lot of steps what goes into, goes into that. Because if you upgrade yourself into a better position, 
then I get the conversation, oh, you didn't do that with me. What makes her so much better? She can't be around my kids. So it's a lot. Financially, then it plays a big mental part on your life. And then they have that pool because if you, as a father, trying to be in your kid's life, they know that's something they always can attack you with. They, every step you take, they're going to positive towards your kids building relationships. As soon as you make them mad, they're going to draw that back from you. Wow. So, yeah, that's what I've been experiencing so far. So, you know, as I hear you talk and listen, there's two sides of every story, right? And, 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 but I'm hearing your side because you're willing to get out here and, and share it. And I, I thank you because I think there's probably some men out there who may be resonating with this at some level. It, it reminds me of a friend of mine who, uh, when we were back in college, uh, got his ex-girlfriend pregnant. Uh, she had started dating somebody else. Uh, she came back after they were, they were having a hard time. They had a one night occurrence, you know, a year and a half later, she comes to him and he says, will you take a DNA test? Uh, he doesn't think it's his baby. I think it's his baby. And, and sure enough, it's his, my friends. And, uh, you know, th that instance, he said, no, I, I want to step up to the plate. I want, I want to, I want to be in this baby's life. This is my daughter. And, and he started paying similar to you, right? Didn't, she didn't bring him to court or child support, any of that stuff. He just started giving her money and started taking his daughter on the weekends. And and just there was a point in that where mom got upset because he didn't refill the diaper bag. I'm sure there was a lot more to that, but this is the straw that broke the camel's back. And his daughter was, you know, a year old when this happened, and, and he's never seen his daughter since. Uh, so what I hear in, in that story, and I often reference it and think about it in my, in my life, and I, I feel for my friend as his daughter's now 20 years old. His mom's a friend of a lot of my friends from high school, so I see pictures of his daughter on Facebook. He's not on Facebook. I see my, my friend, his, his face, and in, in, in his daughter. But what I hear you saying is, man, I'm, I'm doing the best I can. And every time I'm trying to do the best I can, there seems to be a roadblock. I need a massage. This relationship with mom, I got to say good morning, no matter. And I don't know how she's going to receive that just so I could say good morning and let my kids know. And then if, if I, I do for one and I don't do for the other, you know, the other mom is, you know, comparing. And I hear a, a dad who wants to do best for his son and get a Mary Jordans. And I agree with you. I don't think those Jordans are going to make him happy. It may make him feel loved in the moment, but I think you and I both know my philosophy is give your kids time. And that's got to be a challenge in, in at least three different households your kids are, right? Yeah. And, and, and there's five of them, right? So there's a limited amount of time. Um, I just hear a man who's really trying to do his best and there seems to be in, in roadblocks being put up. So I, I sympathize with you and, and I, I can't say I understand because I'm not there, but I really think that it's important for moms. I actually did an episode. Uh, it says you may not need a man, right? I think that was the title. I did it not too long ago because a lot of women will say, well, I don't need a man. And I think that's an unfair statement because she may not feel as though she needs a man in her life, but I could tell you that every child needs a father in their life. So I, I believe it's unfair that women 
these single moms who hold grudges towards, you know, their significant other at one point that they procreated with, that they're like, well, I don't need you. I think it's a hindrance for them to be making that decision for both them and their child. What, what's your thought on that? Yeah. Uh, well, I got a comment to make. Like, well, I don't know how you see it's a comment, but I'm going to put it out there. You know, as single fathers, what's the hardest thing what I've seen in my shoes? Imagine, imagine Christmas time, right? I got five kids. So, you know, I, I save my money up and I do Christmas time. And out of all five kids, only one shows up on Christmas. And because they put the other mothers make sure that they family was priority so the kids can see. So you don't see, you don't do Christmas with your kids until New Year's. So by that time, they ask you all these questions. Well, daddy, why Santa Claus ain't bring me nothing from your house? It did. So the beginning of the new year, you got to haul all these gifts and everything over just to give to your kids to have, you know what I'm saying, Christmas. And then when you're doing Christmas with your children at this time, they, they got limitations on your visit from the parent. And they only have a, a certain a time limit on how much time they can play with the toys that you have them. And that's the type of things that single fathers go through when, you know, you're dealing with women who's so controlling. That to a point that me being a single father, out of five of my kids, I miss four of their first birthdays. Not because I didn't want to be there, just because I didn't do something right in their eyes. I, I mean, my son's nine years old, and he turns 10 this year in November. And if everything pans out, this is going to be my first birthday I ever spent with my son. Wow. My daughter's turned four this year in July. So in a couple of weeks, if everything pans out. This is my first birthday I can see with my daughters, spent with my daughters in four, four years. Last year was my first time that I could have seen my kids. I didn't spend no time with them, literally. Met them in a McDonald's uh, drive-thru just to give them their presents, and I bought them McDonald's. That was they visit with me through Christmas. So it's a lot of things that I got to deal with just to, just to be visible in my kids' life. And the hoops you jump through that, I missed all my kids' first steps. I missed all their they first time crawling. I missed, you know what I'm saying, doctor's appointments, not because I wanted to. But it's like I, I look at the blessings of out of everything that how God favored me that my youngest who turned one, yeah, I missed a, quite a bit of time with him, but I got to spend his first birthday with him. You know, I'm going to spend his first Christmas with him. I'm going to spend Thanksgiving with him. But it's like a lot of men out there, they, they suffer through this, and they don't know how to take it in because, you know, as a man, if you speak about this, you know, society say you're weak, you're not strong-minded, or you got to boss up or man up. And all the time, you can't do that when the odds are stacked against you. When you can't call, you know, your children's mother, mother, and say, hey, can you set up visits so I can see the child? Because they all teamed up. No, you need to do this. Then it comes to a money issue. You got to figure, I'm, I'm a single father. I'm never going to make enough money to take care of five kids plus myself and the lifestyle I want to carry. Because more I make, more they take, more they want me to do. To the point of, I'm, I'm in a sense, I'm paying everything, and it's still not enough. I cover shoes. I cut my keep, keep my son haircut. I take my daughters, get their haircut, all that. And they still want me to do more, even to the point I cover the money in my health insurance, and it's still not enough. 
So there's a lot of things as a single father versus being in a relationship with your with your child's mothers that you you never want to really see. Because like if you win a relationship that because I, I could see I was in both sides that I, I was I had a family, then I didn't. So as a father in a in a relationship, you have your days off because sometimes you know the mom gonna have the times with them, so you can go out there cut the grass or do some something you want, and the mom have her time because it'll be dad time. But even when I don't have my kids, I need at least call them before school, call them after school, check on them before they go to sleep, just so I can be visible. So it's always dad time because if I go longer than two days, oh, you're a deadbeat. You don't care about your kids. Where you been at for the last forty eight hours? Then it's tops like that I have to have. Even if I was just in the hospital sick, well, you should have told your nurse to call you so we know where you was at. So it's a lot where Liddy goes into it that is, I don't, I already don't have a solution to what to tell anybody besides just do what you possibly can and don't try to do more because it's going to start consuming your life and start killing you mentally. Because once you, you get beat because, okay, child supports over your head and Anything they say is going to affect your anger. Then you figure if they take you to court. It's going to it's going to look uh, it's going to play against you because the only thing I have to say. Well, I have this text message saying that he's going to do X, Y, and Z. What the court's going to do? Okay, well he's an angry person. Experte. Then if you say the wrong thing, then child service is going to get in it. Then it will terminate your rights as a father. So before you get that thing, I I know no man want to walks away, but sometimes you have to walk away. Wow. I thought I didn't know Jack about parenting, man. I, I mean, you know, I, and, and it, it's, it's true, right? We all have different scenarios and, and just to hear you talk and, you know, to think that, you know, there's a lot of dads who do walk away and to hear you say that, you know, it, it's what I heard and you can correct me if I'm wrong is that it's very rare that you even go two days without talking to each one of your kids that are in three different households. And that's a lot of energy and effort put in, I mean, after I'm sure long days of work and things like that, where you're picking up the phone and calling three different households so you can get a hold of and talk to your children. And 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 then to be called a deadbeat if, you know, a couple of days go by or, or, or maybe something. I, I just can't imagine, you know, having to go through that daily grind just trying to be in their life. So let me ask you this question. You know, you want to be in their life. You are going through these daily challenges. You are having to overcome obstacles and hurdles. Um, and, and I imagine, you know, I don't want to just put this on anybody, but I imagine um, that there's not always good things spoken about you on the other side that you may have to deal with. And I know your ones are little, right? You got four, six, nine, and then the little one is, doesn't really know. But, uh, you know, what, what keeps you motivated to stay in contact with your kids what keeps me motivated is it's it's the odds that i can beat because you know as african-american man you know the odds is oh we already we always did beats or we never want to be anything besides gangsters rappers or drug dealers so what keep that that will keep me motivated that okay I want to be present. I want to make a difference in each one of my kids' life because it might seem small to them, but it's the biggest impact that I can make towards my kids. So my drive or where I came from of living in a 
a broken household. I don't I don't want my kids to be living in a broken household without a father. They could be living in a broken household without two parents in the house, but not without my presence in their life. So that's that's my motivation, you know, to teach them all the things I learned in life so they won't have, you know what I'm saying, the the knowledge. I want to give them the correct knowledge of like the things without experience. So they mom probably can teach them their morals of, you know, curfew or whatever the case may be. But I'm gonna teach them the morals of, you know, saying self-respect. So if I wasn't there, somebody else gonna be training my kids to live however, you know, saying society takes them. So that's that's my motivation, just to make a difference in life. No man, and I respect that. I, I mean, it's it's. Uh... Yeah, again, I don't know jack about parenting. I definitely don't know jack about single parenting. I was raised in a household with a single mom, and, and my motivation, right, is to make sure that my son never feels what that experience is to not have a father in his life. Um, so I can relate to you on that level, but you have a whole, like like we described, you have multiple layers that I don't have to deal with. And, right. and so I just have uh, just the the utmost respect for your continued drive. I shared that story with my friend earlier. He didn't have that drive. You know, I'm sure he lives with some level of regret in his life that he was never in his daughter's life. I'm sure at this point he's hoping, you know, there's, there's this thing, this funny thing about regret, you know, his daughter probably thinks that her, her father didn't care about her. And he's over here saying I cared about her, but I didn't know how to fight with mom. I was young. She just walked away said, you're never going to see her daughter again. She was in another relationship. It, it's just this complicated thing we call life. And he just didn't have the fortitude that I see in you to fight through it and say, listen, my kids are just way too important to me uh, to just allow that to happen. And I imagine there's, there's every day he hopes that she picks up the phone or, or finds him and seeks him out. And I'm sure every day he thinks about going and finding her and saying, hey, you're an adult now. And you know, I'm sorry I wasn't there. And I think as the adult, he doesn't know how to have that conversation and look his daughter in the eye. And his daughter probably doesn't want to feel more rejection than she got from her father or what she believes she got from her father, right? Her experiences, he wasn't around. So I just commend you for continuing to stay in your kids' lives, continuing to fight the good fight, and they one day will appreciate you even though you're not there every single day physically or you may miss a recital versus a soccer game just so you know parents who have five kids even if it's in a household where it's all together i'm sure that same scenario goes down you know it may not be multiple personalities coming out and like hey this one's more important and i i get that dynamic may not be there but sometimes we have to listen if i could give you a piece of advice you know just listening to this just talk to your kids, man. Just just tell them you love them every single day through words and by showing up every day, on the whether that's on the phone or in person, that's showing them that you love them. Tell them that you love them. And I would actually, if it were me, I have these conversations with my little guy. Uh, you know, he want a new gaming system. He just got one the other day, uh, a new game. And two days later, he's like, well, Dad, I want this other game. And I said, dude, you got options. You can have it. You can pay for it when you earn the money. Or 
you can wait until Christmas. But you're not getting another gaming system two days or another game for your gaming system two days after you just got one. It's just not yeah. working that way. And that's teaching them boundaries. That's teaching them that money doesn't grow on trees, right? We got to respect it. And, man, I know every kid. Sure, my kid wants certain things that cost 190 bucks. But I don't think that that's what's going to make them happy, as you described. And I really don't think it's going to make them feel any more loved. It may in the moment, but long term, they'll, they'll appreciate the lesson much better than those Jordans. Yeah, for sure. So like your friend, uh, you know, was in that situation. I've been in a situation similar like that. So mm -hmm. like when I was young, I had my first, uh, I had my first son was, my first child was survived. So when I was 14, little backstory, and then when I was 14, I would have had twins. But, uh, you know, I was, I was heavy in the streets, you know what I'm saying? Game banging all that. So the people couldn't get me, so they knew they could get my girls. So some girls jumped her when she was getting off the bus. Long story short, my twins, they didn't survive. Years ago later, I had my first son when I was 16. And I, I, was, in a, I, was, I was good in sports, and I couldn't work and, you know, play football at the same time. So I went back to the street life. I knew I could go to school, I could play sports, and I could sell drugs and stuff on the side. So when I had my son, the mother was like, look, you got to give this up. I'm like, well, I'm too deep into this. I need money. I'm trying to stack for my son or whatever like that. So it came down to me taking my scholarship. And she pretty much like, okay, well, you get to live your life. I can't live my life no more because, you know, I got a child to take care of. So I didn't know what I was going to do. So we stopped seeing eye to eye because we wasn't, you know what I'm saying, on the equal grounds. So – I passed my scholarship up, and, I, and she still took my son away. So I was yeah. in a lose-lose. So I have resentment towards her and resentment towards my child because I'm like, look, I try to do the right thing, and it's still backfiring in my face. Then I even try to go back to the school, but once I denied it, they gave the scholarship to somebody else, and they ain't no, like, a job. Oh, yeah, we still hiring for this. So that was what he wasn't even one. That happened when he was, like, six months old. So from mm -hmm. six months, I ain't see him again until he was – Five. Wow. So then I had my daughter then. My daughter, I've been in her life every every single year. But I missed her. I didn't miss her first birthday because her parents didn't they didn't like the type of my character. Because like I was pretty much blunt. If I didn't like you, I'ma tell you. But that was different me than who I am now. So they didn't they didn't like that. So I did miss my daughter first birthday, but every year after that I was I was present. And two, now. I just got my son back in my life, my youngest, one. Court granted me visitations. Then um, my daughter, mom, she felt like I had too much on my plate, so she took my daughter away. So I haven't seen my daughter with this week go in two and a half weeks. So I haven't seen my daughter. So now I'm like, wow, I get a child, lose a child. Never got five of them all at one time. So I'm playing a part of that. Then with my youngest child, so like I said, stated that, the courts granted me visitation, but they grant me in a visitation that I'm set up for failure. So they granted her restraining order because she ain't want nothing to do with me. So they didn't even, even contest it. It's okay. Here's your restraining order. Grant 500 feet. Boom. So I got to go through the house where I got a restraining order at to pick my son up in the morning. But then I still can't come 500 feet of her, but I got to meet her at the police department and drop my son off. So no matter if I go to the house and she's sick and she's there, she called the police, I go to jail. 
Wow. Or if I go to the police department and there's not a cop right there, she can say anything and fall on the floor and scream and holler and say whatever she wants. And then all of a sudden it's a warning for my arrest for violation of restraint order. The court didn't want to hear that. They pretty much told me, you want to see your old son? These are the hoops you got to jump through. I can't call her because restraint order, that's harassment. So if I do got to communicate with her, I got to go through this uh, app, what's called Parenting Talks. So I deliver a message. They read it first. They verify it. Then they submit the message to her. So it, it, it gets it gets crazy. So I deal with that. And then my other baby mama I got three kids with. Uh, who got my? She got my oldest son and she got my twins. Yeah, backstory. You know, what I'm saying I, I was in one of them places and she came and you know things will happen. But um, she she still want to be in a relationship with me. So that's one thing. Oh well, we gonna work things out. Absolutely not. Okay, cool. Get out of my house. So I call the next day. Can I see my son? Can I see my daughters? Can I see my kids? They'll respond back. But then she want to call my mama. I just don't get it. I'm doing everything once. Well, what you don't get is I just want to be in my kid's life. I don't want a relationship. But it's things I go through just to be a father. And some days I look myself in the mirror. It's like, is this really worth it? I tell myself, no, I walk away. But now I go back into that mirror and I'm like, well, if I give up that quick, if I give up that quick, then what is up while I'm making for setting for other people who look at me as a role model? So I got to keep pushing. And so, you know, at the end, even though my kids, they might like, well, you wasn't there every single day, but it will always be that one memory my kids going to have for me. Because each one of my kids, I do different things. Like my son, he has autism. And when he's a child, he couldn't, um, he couldn't do the peace sign. So I taught him how to do um, – like you put the two fingers together, like you take your middle finger, index finger together, and that's how that's how we used to tell each other peace and I love you. Until uh -huh. now, you know, he's older, he worked through that, he know how to use his fingers and stuff now. But do that. My daughter she used to be um very shy and didn't want to speak. I used to always tell her, You a beast. And so now she tells people, My name's Ari Michelle Prater, and I'm a beast. Huh. And my twins, I, I just tell them different things. <coughs> one of one of my twins, she's just super loud for some reason. I just tell her. I'm just like, you'll be so much beautiful if you use your inside voice. And she always tell me, well, Daddy, I'm beautiful even if I scream at you. So that's just a, a bond I have. And my other twin, I just tell her, you know, just just walk, just walk in your own truth. And she don't know what that is, but every time she sees me, Daddy, I'm walking in my own truth. And the only reason why I told her that, just because she felt like her other, her sister would always want everybody links to, she felt like nobody liked her. But you got to just find your own character. Then, you know, my son, I call him Papa Doc. Like, that's like my little homie. And I just tell him, you going to be the man who you want to be if you be the man who you want to be. And I don't know if you understand that, but this stuff I tell him. We do, we do this thing that he's one years old that, like, uh, he put his head on my shoulder, and then he give me a high five, and then I always say, come on, give me love, and he give me a big old hug and a kiss. I, I've been teaching them that ever since the first day in the hospital when I was doing skin and skin. So there's some things I missed in my kids' life, but some, there's some stuff I still hold on to. All, all my kids, I was there for their birth. All my kids, I did skin and skin. Um, four out of the five kids, I cut their bullet before. So that's, that's some accomplishments as a father, you know, I hold on to. But there's still some things where, you know, I can't let go. But, you know, time will heal everything, and me being present is what's going to, you know, keep me – driving to, to make a difference 
Yeah, you know, it's just there's just so much that goes into being a, a, a single dad, especially in your situation with all the kids. And, and I just love that you have those moments and those bonds that are for you. And, and I would just, con, you know, I would say, and, and to any dad out there, any single dad out there or, or dad who's in a relationship, you know, the most important part of all of this is building those memories for them. Right. And I, I would say this, I love that you focused on what you have done. Right. A lot of people in, in the kids and maybe even the moms at, at points will focus on what you haven't done. And you could always say that you continue to step up, to show up, you know, and, and, and to be there for as many things as you possibly could have. And when they're adults, right, when they're older and maybe they're having their own kids, and they see everything that dad had to go through. And, and I imagine, they, they, do the kids all know about each other, right? They yeah, know yeah. Each other. And, yeah. and they, you know, they're brothers and sisters. And they look back and say, well, dad talked to you? Yeah. And he talked to you? Yeah. And he, man, how did dad do it? You know, because you still got to work. You still got other, you know, priorities and commitments in life, right? But yet you're still showing up in all these ways. So I just want to commend you for doing that. Because you probably don't get enough praise for all those things from the people around you, um, you know. It's it's this parenting thing is jacked up. That's why I don't know jack about it. I I struggle every day. I have two, and I say to people all the time. Number one, I don't know how my mother did it because she was a single mom, and it's hard enough with two parents, and we're co-parenting under the same roof with a a, a lot of the same vision. I can't imagine what it's like to deal with all those challenges. So I just want to thank you for sharing those things today. And I just want you to share with the audience how they can, you know, reach out to you and listen to your podcast. Cause one thing I know about Landon, he keeps it real. He talks about real life challenges. He talks about real life uh, instances and he just shares his journey with his audience. So if, if you could share with the audience where they could find you, uh, yeah. You know. yeah. So y'all can find me on Facebook. That's why I do my live streaming that that's under my name, Landon Prater. That's L A N D O N P R A T E R. I'm also on uh, YouTube on the Landon Prater. Uh, I'm on Apple music on a television, talented speaker on a television, talented, uh, Instagram on a television, talented Twitter on the television, talented, uh, SoundCloud, uh, Google uh, Music, Spotify, uh, Audacity, and uh, I think that's it. If it's not, the other one ain't that important. And all those <laughs> is on the television talented. But my main page is uh, Facebook on Elaine and Prater. Every morning I put something inspiration out there, come biblically, because a lot of people who don't know me, I am an ordained minister, so everything I, I try to do is real life facts, but I also relate everything back to, you know, the word of God. So every morning I put something inspirational out there, even if it's just, hey, love one another and keep your head up through the storm. Whatever the case may be, it'll be something you guys like. Um, on my podcast, on, on my page, I, also, I have over, what, 50-something like real life topics from toxic relationship to uh, blended families to love and lust to one year in faith because it's all things that I had to walk and I have people coming on my show who have mental illnesses who I have to take medicine from and I had on my show uh, me and my mom 
uh, she was out of my life for a long period of time. So I have a podcast about my mom is back. I got, uh, I'm not a dad, I'm a father. So it's a lot of real life things that people, it's a lot of, you still there? Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. There's still a lot, it's a lot of real life things that people go through. So come check me out on Facebook or all the other social platforms and stuff I'm on. And, you know, maybe y'all might have a testimony. I do testimony Tuesdays on my show. So y'all come out and just tell y'all stories. Awesome. So, so thank you, Landon, for this. Thank you for coming out. Thank you for being transparent. Thank you for sharing part of your journey. I know there's a dad or dads or even some moms that may resonate with this and say, Hey, I didn't realize I was doing all those things to the, to the father. You know, I didn't realize he was trying that hard and she, someone may lighten the load, a, a dad who thinks he's the only one it, it may speak some life into him. So I just appreciate you sharing a little bit of your story and being vulnerable with the audience. So we will see everybody in the next episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting. Do you want to be the dad you wish you had? If so, go get my free book, Be the Dad You Wish You Had at bethedadyouwishyouhad.com. Inside, you'll find my most effective 40 tips to quickly and easily transform yourself into the ideal dad. Go to be the dad you wish you had.com now and get it while it's free.